Castrol is a film podcast filled with dubious opinions, plot spoilers, and a healthy sprinkling of bad language. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Casterol. My name is Jim, and each fortnight, myself and my two co-hosts, Sam and Nick, take one of cinema's much-loved or unloved films and serve you up a delicious recasting. But before all of that, don't forget you can find Casterol on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. And whilst you are there, don't forget to drop us a follow and a subscribe, and of course, that all-important five-star review. Right back. Hmm. He did that well, didn't he? Yeah, I did yeah, lovely. First time as well. <laughs> yeah, first, first time. As I said, I am, of course, not doing this alone. I am joined by my two co-hosts. First, he is the creamy peppercorn sauce that you smother over a steak. It's Sam. <laughs> I do love a peppercorn sauce. Do you? Yeah, I do. I like it, but if I was ordering steak, I wouldn't I'm go sauceless. Maybe a bit of ketchup. Oh, I'd have it on the... Ketchup with steak? Yeah, sorry. Jesus yeah. Christ, that I'm might be worse than mayo. not liking Ghostbusters. Ketchup and mustard, French mustard mixed together. Uh, yeah, I'd go with that, but not with steak. Not with steak. And I would have the sauce on the side, just a bit. Yeah. I feel like we're getting off topic. Okay, sorry. But yeah, what's, what's Nick then this week? What food is it? <laughs> and that other voice you hear accompanying him on this side is that nice <laughs> portion of crunchy asparagus that is definitely going to make my piss smell weird. It's Nick! <laughs> crunchy asparagus? Okay, now that does make you piss though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, not a big, not a big. Asparagus. Not, oh, I love, I love, I love asparagus. You know I love, I love asparagus and steak. I love broccoli. Oh. I love leafy green veg. Mm. Are you a cruciferous vegetable man? Well, apart from asparagus. Apart from asparagus, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Asparagus is a cruciferous. Yeah, you say, James. I'm not doing this alone. Imagine if he was doing this. I alone. just wonder. Yeah, <laughs> like, can you imagine like all these people listening to this podcast are like? No one else is talking. <laughs> We're just imaginary this friends. Just vo- these are just voices in my head. Yeah, voices in your head. <laughs> Imagine if it turned out it was just Jim, but he was really good at tuning out the different voices. Yeah. Hello there, hello there. Well, I mean, spoiler for what we're going to talk about in Real Talk, but there were two trailers oh. <laughs> shown off that could very well be, be that. Oh. But, yeah, spoiler, we'll get back spoiler. to that later. Anyway, we got very off, on to- very off topic there regarding steaks and sauces and smelly piss. Um, how are we, gentlemen? <laughs> we're we're good. We're very good. I'm well, good. I'm, I'm, I'm super tired. Super tired. I yeah. had a day off yesterday, and my wife and I were running uh, a little pilot of a holiday camp for kids oh. that we might do in the summer. So I must have clocked up, I reckon, a good sort of twenty thousand steps. Nice. So I'm super super tired, but I'm good. Well, not to outdo you, mm. but I've just come steps. back from yeah. Disneyland. Uh, is that where you were? That's where I was. I was in Disneyland. How was uh, it? I was going to say, let, it let's, was, let's, let's hear was, more about that. It was it was very good. It was very is good. It Paris, yeah. right? Yeah, Paris, yeah. Disneyland Paris. And mm. um, yeah, went for just like two nights. So like arrived early on the first day, then had the whole of the second day, and then went wow. late on the Friday. Did you, had you what, been before? No, no, none of us had ever been before. What point did you... Reveal it to the to the girls. They knew they knew like a while in advance, like yeah. at Christmas we sort of told them and stuff. So they, so they didn't keep it all the way up to the point where you're off to the airport and they're like, "Where are we going?" Yeah, going? no, no, because our kids, our kids don't really, they don't really like. Wow, we're going to <laughs> <Slough>. <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. 
No, they like they like to know. Of course, like I'm sure Slough is a very yeah, sorry. nice place. <laughs> you even Slough. Oh well, I don't even think the people of Slough would compare they to Disneyland Paris. Paris of the. Uh, <laughs> they call it the Paris of the Southeast. <laughs> yeah, all Sweet. good. But yeah, it was it was fun. Nice. And then obviously you know watching watching films. Watching so we have watched a lot of Disney films. <laughs> That's what I've been watching for the last week. I I, I can't outdo Disneyland. I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've done fuck all. <laughs> I really have. Since since our last record, I have done absolutely nothing. I don't even think I've watched anything beyond the film we're doing today. Really? Yeah. I've, I've, I've I tried to watch a film, but I was like a bit tired, so kind of turned it off after an hour, and I've just not gone back to it. So I don't really. I don't. I don't want us to like, you know, people to judge me as a person. But if you're not watching films, what are you doing? <laughs> me or yeah, people like, in general? No, like your you, time. Like from like because we've all got kids. Mm. When you put them to bed, there's no, they're like maybe one night you can be bothered to like read a book or do some hobby or stuff. Or mm. if you're really into it, like I do hobby quite a lot. But yeah, are you watching telly? Are you watching like shows? It depends on my mood. Sometimes I will just mong out and look at my phone for the whole, literally the whole evening. Mm. And I will, you know, flick through YouTube videos. I'm not sure mong out is the term you <laughs> want to be going with. It. You know what I mean? It all depends <laughs> on the mood I'm in. Sometimes I will, yeah, sit and watch a, a TV series I need to catch up on. Sometimes just play my PlayStation. Yeah, nice. My, if I'm watching a movie, it's usually on a Friday or a Saturday night because that's the nights where I can stay up a bit later because I don't have to be up at five in the morning for work the next day. Fair, yeah. So, <clears throat> movie. And if I'm watching a film, it's normally those days only. But any other time, yeah. So any other time, it's normally TV or gaming. If I can be fucked. Mm. Yeah, fair point. I I actually recently because it was in the sale. Yeah. Got Red Dead Redemption two. I played the first one. Never yeah. played the second one. I played one. the it's first one, and then right. yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the second one, and then it was in the cell for like eight quid. Nice. So it's amazing. It is. No one filled it up. It is good. Yeah, I've heard it. it's a complete masterpiece. It is. It's best open world game, and I, mm. I've got Ghost of Tsushima, which is amazing. Mm. But Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh. But what about what you've been watching as well? Yes, yeah, so a lot of Disney else? films. Obviously, the film we're recasting. Uh, we were just talking about Blue-Eyed Samurai. Blue-Eyed Samurai, yeah. The that. Netflix anime samurai series. Yeah. Very, very good. It's very good. If you mm. haven't watched it, and if you are in any way into either anime or samurai, or just a good fucking story. <clears throat> I think even if you're not into anime, I yeah. think it's a great... Um, no, I'm not a massive anime fan. I've watched a, f- a fair bit, but I think it's it would be even if you've never watched any, it's a great piece of um, I want to say filmmaking, a great series in and of itself. Like, forget like, that it's like a cartoon, yeah, basically. Yeah. It's a really, really good action samurai-based series. I thoroughly recommend it. Yeah, same. Well, you've sold me on it. Yeah, watch it. I was going to say, James, you like the big anime guy. Well, again, we've used this. If you we've used this term before, back on episode two, I'm not a big anime guy. I have I have a Crunchyroll account, barely ever use it. <laughs> so I'm not a huge anime guy, but I do like hentai. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I've, I've heard those rumors, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> What's that, everybody? What's a hentai? <laughs> Sam, <Yeah. coughs> what's a hentai? <laughs> I don't know. Ask your parents. <laughs> so, speaking of kind of cartoony action, oh, segue, is it? Is yeah, it? I was trying it to be barely. It's a stretch. Was Talking it okay? of stuff that bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm so, that's even better. That's good, yeah. I'm still trying to get the cartoony. That, where, where's the cartoon is, coming from? it is kind of like, I mean, it did spawn some cartoons. This I mean, it, it spawned about five sequels as well. Yeah, the, last one, yeah. the last one coming in 2022. And it's all a rather good, uh, like, RPG type, you know, um, strategy game, sorry. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think we should probably it even does, It does sound to me, guys, that you guys are ready to do a caster roll. Oh! So, what are we doing this week? We are sticking with the 90s. We are. And as you have both alluded to, it is a film that is bugged <laughs> you um, so yeah we are doing Starship Troopers yeah I think that might be Robocop that's Robocop <laughs> close enough it's same director you know same director this close one enough. was done this has a really good piece of recurring music whenever um, the sergeant when we first hear this when the sergeant came it's kind of like dun 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 Dun, 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 oh, yeah, that's dun. it. And yeah. it comes back again and later on when Rico is decided yeah. it comes back. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. When they're going into that, like, out, uh, like, uh, like, like, oh, base. The outpost space. The outpost, and it's just dun, desolate. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, really good soundtrack, actually, this one. It's like we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, <laughs> um, Starship Troopers. Yeah, so should we explain what, what Starship Troopers is? Who's in it? Well, I believe that's normally the job in Nicopedia Corner, is it not? To throw, oh. the su- to throw the summary out there? I guess so. So, Starship Troopers is a 1997 American science fiction action film. And not to jump in there straight away. Well, you kind of did. I, I kind <laughs> of have. But actually, it was released in the UK in 1998. Oh, sorry about that. So, as we're all UK-based... Starship Troopers is a 1998 American <laughs> science fiction not, not, action not film. Not to jump in again, but not all our listeners are UK. Starship Troopers is a 1997 or 8 American science fucking action <laughs> film directed by Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven? Verhoeven. Verhoeven. And written by Edward... Oh, God. Nuemi Mayer. <laughs> Mayer Mayer. Sorry, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's based on the 1959 novel of the same name um, by Robert A. Heinlein. Uh, so it's set in the 23rd century. It follows teenager Johnny Rico and his friends serving in the military of the United Citizen Federation, which is an, like an Earth world government. <clears throat> and basically, this government, this federation, is engaged in interstellar war with an alien species who are referred to as arachnids, or for short, the bugs. The bugs. Uh, yeah. This I mean, yeah. was an interesting one. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it more as we cast a role, but um, it's one of those ones where you can easily dismiss it as like a B-movie kind of action, you know, surface level. Um, and I think I think Jim might have an opinion on this. I don't think it's any better than a B-movie. Oh. I Ooh. actually think it's actively bad. <gasps> I just think it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. That is that is what I do not think it's deserving of any more credit than that. Well, do you know what's interesting about this one? Is when it was released initially, it was obviously had a, a massive budget, like 100, 110 million, which obviously at the time, not yeah. seven, like, it was a huge budget. And an awful lot of that went into the practical <clears throat> effects and CGI effects to bring all the bugs to life and all that kind of which, thing. Haven't dated as I much think they as they were good. They're still good. No. Yeah. What? Seriously? 
This no. the CGI baby obviously would be better it's in modern day. Awful. But awful. Are you kidding? It's not. Yes. What was no, what, even. what was really bad then? Everything. I tell you now, there's stuff coming I'm out not like, yeah, now that's got worse CGI. No. Think 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 about Green Lantern. The CGI in that. I mean, I would, but I haven't seen Green Lantern. Oh, because but I have heard it's you know unanimously panned. Trust me, there are films that came. I mean, out. even Ryan Reynolds himself pans Green exactly. Lantern, so but that can, so that says it all for what Green Lantern films, is. There are films that have come out twenty years after this, Much and there are worse CGI. Green. That is there good CGI. Is, but I do not think this is good CGI. For nineteen ninety eight, still don't think it's good. Or seven, it is good CGI. For back in 1998, sure, but it's not CGI that's aged well. Yeah, it has aged well. I think a lot of it is like yeah, particularly like. No. So the other thing about this film is this is an incredibly violent film. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a staple of the director Paul Hoven. He's obviously done RoboCop, Total Recall. Yeah, he did uh, Basic Instinct. Uh, what else did he do? Showgirls. So he's got. <laughs> let's not of, talk about not that. Less, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's kind of a staple of his like incredible, um, almost jarring violence, yeah. right? Like the, the violence depicted in this film is quite astonishing, really. Um, and it actually performed quite badly. It got pretty much panned by a lot of critics. They didn't kind of get it. They thought, just like you're saying, James, it's kind of um, basically a B-movie kind of action film. Yeah. And what's really interesting, and we'll dig into this, is the fact that I think particularly the way that this was intended to be perceived, the way that this was written, um, is that it's meant to be this kind of anti-fascist, probably anti-war, um, anti-kind of very um, Americana kind of macroism. Yeah, it's sort of anti-brainwashing, isn't it? The propaganda. The it's 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 meant to be sort of highlighting how ridiculous this stuff is. Yeah. By kind of presenting it, so it in much. all its glory, exactly, yeah, exactly. kind of like, and and you think about it, like 1998 when it came out, the internet was so young, mm. like this whole idea of like interacting with stuff was so young, and a staple of it is it shows you these new re- newsreels and it says, "Do you want to know more?" or like, "Sign up to the military here." Like, there's so much stuff which now this like brainwashing of children using social media mm. the like the way that the, all the news stations are like training you about how to think about something about how you should react to it there's there's like a news station where like um somebody is trying to like come at it from the angle of the bugs and maybe like they're just trying to you know survive and this other person is just shooting them down just rhetoric hatred like division like mm. not listening to other people's point of view and i think in 2000 and 24, it could not be more on the nose. And relevant. And yeah. relevant. Yeah, I totally I mean, agree. It's, yeah. <clears throat> and it's, I think this kind of citizenship, this um, United Citizen Federation, you know, obviously they borrowed an awful lot from kind of in terms of um, the way that the military complex is presented. Uh, they'd obviously, they've borrowed from sort of Nazi Germany heavily, yeah. Italy, Italian fascism and stuff. All of the, um, the uniforms, regalia, the, badges, the, the symbolism, yeah. the uniforms, the badges. You've almost got like the Gestapo, which is um, like the secret police or yeah. the guys who are like the psychics and stuff. I, I think where maybe it's, it's falling down a little bit is, and again, we'll come to this when we start, when we start cast rolling, is because they chose the enemy 
of this film to be kind of faceless bugs, right? They removed any humanity from the threat. And I think part of the reason they've done that is it would have been too much if it was like, say, another humanoid race or something. Yeah. But I think almost at that point, it did kind of go over people's heads a little bit just because it almost needed to be even more obvious that these were like humanity in this is almost like the bad guys. Like this yeah. is a bad version of humanity. I think that I think we're looking at here. for for people uh, like myself and Nick. Um, we're we're quite into like Warhammer and that kind of universe. And I think people that that like that are, are used to humans being the bad guys, mm. and they're used to that like exterminating of you know Xenos races and that. And so I think we're yeah. kind of. Um, <clears throat> alive to the idea of, of that as like a thing but i think if you if you if you think about audiences that have watched it at the time you know alien would have been a few aliens would have been a few years before mm. where you've got colonial marines against aliens and the aliens are clearly the bad guys you've got independence day knocking around that time which are humans against aliens clearly the bad guys and kind of yeah. like yeah so i think <clears throat> that vernhoven shows the bad guy again as a pastiche of these kind of films mm. but i think people saw it and thought oh yeah bug like aliens bad guys again you know? uh, yeah i agree with that and i also think the bugs are in almost like meant to be poking at version of communism almost in that yeah. everyone's the same it's like but and the, but because of that they've got much more sort of coordination like they're surprisingly coordinated against yeah. this massive human military complex and stuff Anyway, I feel like we've gone we've gone straight. Well, I mean, and this is and this is the thing. Like we've like Nick. I'm and just trying I, to feel like this is a two man podcast. Isn't <laughs> well, well I, think, I think that's the thing. I think Nick and I, I mean I don't want to speak for you, Nick, but for myself, like there very much is two layers to this film, and there is the very enjoyable action B movie. It's really fun, and you know it's kind of a bit tongue-in-cheek. Mm. But let's face it, like, Robocop's tongue-in-cheek, like, Total Recall's tongue-in-cheek. They are, and they are very good films. Like, they're all very good films. And and in an interview with Verhoeven, he even says, like, the cast that he picked, and he, he really throws his cast in the bus. He says he picked young, untalented actors. <laughs> really? Well, he, he yeah. hit the nail on the head with, with one but, of the, but he did. He says he did that because it shows... Well, that, I think like, that's a bit unfair on Neil Patrick Harris. I think but at the time... Un, like, at the time, of course, he's... A, no, I think he's a, a good... He's <laughs> all right. Neil Patrick Harris is no, you know... I mean, he's, of course, he's Daniel not, Day-Lewis. No, he's not... But he you know, performs... He performs roles he gets well. He's fine. Yeah. But I think he, he even said, like, he was just casting, like pretty people didn't matter whether they acted they looked good on screen because that's what hollywood does and you look at that now and you know i don't want to throw any people under the bus but they do sometimes they'll cast models in roles Mm. or they'll cast you know people that just look good so what kind of goggles was he looking at looking through when he cast jake Busey then (laughs) (laughs) well you can't deny a Busey there you gotta pop a booty in sometimes (laughs) young and pretty i mean what was he looking at when he saw him do you know i've literally only just clocked that that is gary Busey's. Um, son, how yeah. looking at the cast on this then? Oh, I know, and like now it's like screaming <laughs> the obvious, but like, <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, but I, I also think there's an element of that in this whole um, the casting bit of the military complex and and pointing at fascism and stuff is that everyone is kind of like broadly young, good looking. There's a lot of kind of like Aryan, you know, references yeah, going back yeah. to Nazism and stuff. And that's what this is trying to do, I think. But I think what it almost, we almost needed like to see a bit more of the evil 
of this federation, we needed to see maybe, because it hints about the fact that you have to earn your citizenship. Like before then, you don't. You have to have a license to have children, all well, that kind of stuff. Well, that to me more. there is an indictment on the writing and the director. If he isn't, if he hasn't shown that, that says to me he's done a bad. He job. has shown it though. I'm sorry, you may have missed it, but there's. Yeah, but scene... so did so did critics. These are people that are. No, in... critics are fucking stupid. Yeah, but they are paid to. <laughs> they are paid to do this job. Right? Yeah, but they are critics... paid to critique masterpieces. They are they right, are. and they nine out of ten times will spot the masterpiece if they are not seeing this. That, to me, is a damning indictment on this. Chris, if this film... If they, sh- they should be able to spot a hidden meaning in a film. If this if film... If they can't do that, they must be they, are, they must be shit critics. But the fact that none of the critics did, that, to me, is an indictment on the writing and the director. I, I think it's a really important reference to how, I think, like you were saying, the director was actually, for this one, quite ahead of his yeah, time. exactly. And it was almost too... It, I mean, you look at it now, for, for me, it was blindingly obvious, but it's almost, it was almost like too subtle is the wrong word because this is not a subtle film. But, um, but it is, it's, it's, it's like if this, if this film came out now, critics would get it instantly. So it has been critically reevaluated, exactly, yeah. and it's now considered one of the greatest science fiction and satires yeah. of all time, interestingly. Because critics of the time weren't used to seeing this, especially... You know, and, and all the all the things that really come out of this, uh, especially in the nineties, were American critics, and they would have been looking at it like, "Yeah, we are great." <laughs> like, and but if you if it came out now, like someone like a Charlie Brooker, like he would he would get it instantly. It's so much. It's it's so of its time now. And did you did you as you were watching it then, Jim? Did you pick? Did you get that sense of like this is trying to portray a humanity that has you know, this is this is an Americanized fascism, like it's uber militarized kind of authoritarian kind of. You know, it's really it's hinting at being a dictatorship where you've got these really now, high military. Levels. I thought the main focus, I, I my main, main main focus was on the bugs and their military military operation and how it then you know it turned out it was centering around their overlord and how the they brain were bug. Their, the brain bug, their overlord and how they were evolving and how their pack tactics were evolving that is what i was getting out of it i wasn't getting anything from the military side apart from really really shit stuff so um just a lot of shit hip fire shooting so one of the things one of the things that i wanted to touch upon was where nick said about he needed to see more about the evil um sort of world that that the human sort of lived in kind of so but there is a scene where, and it is a throwaway scene, but in the news report where they talked about a criminal was arrested, tried, uh, sentenced, and executed all in one day. Yeah. So it already shows that you've got that, like, hyper, like, fast, fast-tracking, like, mm. you know, judge, jury, and executioner kind of system. And uh, I'll put another thing out there. There's a theory, and, you know, I don't know how confirmed it is, but the bugs are 100% innocent in all of it. Because... The idea, does, there is a line where it says in one of the news reports, we there's some people argue that we've instigated this by exactly. like invading initially yeah. or something. <clears throat> and the idea that they they launched a asteroid at Earth, well, actually, the collision with the ship altered the asteroid's course to hit Earth. Oh, interesting. The asteroid was never going to hit Earth until it crashed with the ship. Ah. So, and the idea that a bug could 
like make sure that it hit a rock at the right angle <laughs> yeah, to traverse thousands <laughs> of light years without hitting something else mm. to hit something as small as Earth. So the bugs are just used as scapegoats <clears throat> for the military to keep because every time something happens, they're like, we've now built these new weapons. We've built new defences. We've mm. got the ships. We've got the, the guns. It's, it's, more, ju- it's also more, a satire more. on yeah. the weapons industry. On yeah. like, you know. So it, I, think, I think it's brilliant. Like I, I, the reason I thought it was going to be like a... Per- I said I think it's the perfect film for the three of us because mm. you can watch it on so many levels and not in a piss-takey way. I sometimes sit down and watch it and think oh my god that's really cool and they're shooting all the bugs and like yeah like mm. it's it's kind of cool and it's fun just to zone out and then you're like okay well i'm gonna watch it and actually i'm gonna zone in and look at the the like the pastiches and satires of like you know the what was then the future and now thinking how eerily close it is yeah to social media and yeah. you know, radicalization and you know fascism and all that stuff so i i think it's i think it's a brilliant film I, mm. you know i it's Maybe not top ten for me, but it's it's up there. I, I think this is the thing, and I think we could talk for we could uh, we could talk a lot about this film about you know the fact that all this stuff like people losing limbs and mm. you know the bugs getting limbs shot off and st- you know they even say like a bug can get his arm his leg shot off and still be ninety seven percent effective. Yes, and then you see soldiers losing their arms and then coming back with prosthetics arms and they're trying to make you see like we are the bugs, the bugs are us. Like mm. there is no difference and. I, I just I think I think if you don't you you don't have to watch it and get all those bits, but if you don't acknowledge those bits are there, you are doing a big disservice to this film. I really did enjoy the film, but I enjoyed it on a B movie level. Yeah. yeah, I don't like think, a corny. I, I, yeah. I don't think it's any. I don't think it's got anything more than that. Interesting. I've got. I've listened to everything you've said, and a lot of it is agreeable. But I still, I just. Reaching. I think that's why this is. You think we're reaching? Yeah. I think you're reaching. I, I think <laughs> I, he was pro Nazis. I, 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 I think it, I don't think it's anything more than the B movie. But do you accept that that's what the, the the director was as openly acknowledged he was aiming for? You just felt like it didn't. It fell short. I mean, if that's that what much. he's come out and said, sure. If, that, if that's the words that have come out of his mouth, of course you can accept it because that's obviously what he's saying. This is what the film's intended to be. Yeah. But I think if it's not been picked up until all this way down the line, I think he's missed the mark big time. But I think what was interesting is that at that point, the reason it, it, it's been cited that part of the reason it didn't get acknowledged as to like what the messaging was aiming for was also things like America was in a time of sort of thriving, um, sort of success, sort of financially, culturally, militarily as well. And I just think at that point, culturally, the message, like society wasn't in a place for that message to land necessarily yeah. as intended. And I just think that's really interesting. You can take a film stick it 10, 15, 20 years into the future or into the past, and it can potentially be acknowledged in a completely different way. Yeah, That's what's interesting, I think. The film itself hasn't changed. Society and that's people's cool appreciation. Yeah, like, yeah, potentially. I think that's really interesting as well. Well, I mean, having said all of that, that is tasty. That is really tasty. That's, that's a good little broth. Should, right. we get, should we start throwing in some ingredients? Let's do it. It's time for a gastrol. So, I think there's only one place to start. I think you've got the 
cast order order appearance. I do. I have the cast order right here, and I imagine it's Rico at the he's got to be the top of the list, doesn't he? It is. It is. It's Rico. Who's got Rico? Oh, that would be me. That'd be me. Oh, right. Tell us a little bit about Rico. So Rico, played by Casper Casper Van Dyne or Dean Dyne. So he is obviously the he's our main he's our main character. He's he's a he's rich. So he's he's a man yeah, of, he's a man of wealth. You know, he's got rich parents. He doesn't he doesn't need this citizen life that he signed that he signed up for. But he he signs up for a girl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he signs up for and, and he, but he also signs up to spite his family. His obviously family yeah. try to stop him from doing it, making making the mus- making the big mistake. And I think that's 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 quite a key scene actually. Is like they are rich enough to not have to fall for the propaganda of it, kind yeah, of thing. The, the you whole know? point of this yeah. citizenship is you get the better life. Exactly. But he does, he doesn't need it. Yeah. But he he wants to do it anyway because he you know for karma and he's worried that they're not ever going to see each other again. Mm. Yeah. But ultimately, that saves his life. It does. That's ultimately, true. the decision to sign yeah. up. Does save his life because, as we later learn, the aliens destroy Buenos Aires, which yeah. is obviously where they are all they are all living, which is where his family live. So, you know, his family are destroyed. Which obviously, he his life has now been saved, and that then becomes his motivation to take down the alien threat. Yeah, and I, I, you know, he's 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 also a he's a, well, he's, he's a very gung ho character. You know, he's very rash. With a lot of his decisions, I was very early on. He gets one of his squad members killed after being put in front of a squad because he took their helmet off during a training exercise with live rounds. Yep. Received ten lashings for it. John, you know, he goes off on his own to jump on the back of a massive bug at one point. Which I think it's really cool. Oh, it is cool. Good CGI. He's, he's captain of the futuristic football team. Yeah. He is he's poster boy, right? He's the job. You know, ridiculously he's... athletic. I mean, some obscene flips during that. That indoor football game. Yeah. Which, yeah. So, yeah. He's, he's got a chin you could open a bottle on. Oh. Casper. Oh. oh. He's a handsome man, isn't he? Yeah. He is very handsome. He is very handsome. Yeah. So. It's time to recast him. Oh. I've got two options. Well, actually, I had three options, but I moved one option to a later one, which so I'll come back to that. So, I've gone back to, like, episode one, and I've brought back Chris Pine. Okay. Yeah. I thought I just want to. I, I was thinking about you know pretty men that could. Full stop. <laughs> he's a good look. He is a good looking man. Quote, he quote that he is a very Chris Pine is a good looking about, man. But about I want, you know, but more I was thinking about thinking uh, he. I don't think he'd fit the military role. Okay. So I've instead gone for someone that's not so <clears throat> upper echelon <throat> of acting. At least I don't think he is. In Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I looked at him for a couple of things. Yeah. Oh, did he's, you? he's good. Yeah. I, I think he's really good. He's obviously, he's obviously developed a lot since he's rolled in Kickass. Yeah. And I think he last my chance. He's built like a brick shit house now as well. Okay, so. Yeah. So he was in. He was in. Um, I don't know. I, on, I honestly couldn't tell you what else he's been in. So since he was Kick-Ass, in. But. Um, what's it called? The the Christopher Nolan one. Um, Tenet. Yeah, he was like one of the military guys at the end. Right. He's in a new one, well, relatively new, with a bullet train. He's, I think he's also in the new Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt film. 
Uh, yes, the full, he, guy. the full guy. Yes, I believe he he's in that, yeah. isn't he? Okay, cool. Yeah. So he's. I mean, he's he's good. He is. Yeah, he is like plays a lot of military roles now, kind of soldier stuff. He's, he's English. He's, yeah, he's American. Um, he's good. He's good. Yeah. He's a good guy. I think. I think right, especially if you took him sort of almost just after the kick-ass kind of films, mm, yeah. he really would fit that kind of young, pretty, naive, you know, jock kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's yeah. kind of where American I was looking boy. at him, thinking, not where he is now, looking a bit more grizzled. You want him impressionable. You want him yeah. to be able to look like he can follow suit and then mm. up the ranks as he does. Yeah, I think, I think he'd but do also, that well. you know, not fully be aware of what's happening at the same time, you know? Like thrown it, he is very much Vico is very much thrown in deep end, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Because of his natural ability, they look at him and go, "Squad leader." Yeah. Clearly not ready for it, but squad leader. Yeah. And I think I think um, probably we should say that the people that we're recasting, we're not sort of we're not casting them as as maybe Paul Verhoeven did as jokes. Mm. We're, we're actually picking people that can act a bit. Um, <laughs> they, 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 will, they really will change the, the, the dynamic, dynamic of the film, wouldn't yeah. they? So yeah. I, think, I think Aaron Taylor-Johnson could definitely play that, like, I haven't got a care in the world, I only care about a girl, to in the end being like in charge of a squad and, and having that kind of responsibility. I agree with that. And Not actually... in charge of a squad, in the end he's in charge of like the... Yeah, he's in charge of the military. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is he military at the end? I think he's a major yeah, or something, or a captain or something. Yeah. High up in the ranks, isn't he? What I think would be interesting about this, though, if we are kind of picking, I guess, credible is the wrong word, right? But more kind of well-known or more established actors, is I think this would have been a really interesting film to have seen really established, great actors acting really badly. Yeah. In this film. And then I think it almost would have really come across the fact that this is a satire. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine, like... Daniel Day Lewis in this, but like, but then really would that not, badly would that not then run the risk of this being a spoof more than potentially? Yeah, but then would... I think if that were the case, I, I think would you know to put it back to you, would you not have picked up even more on the fact that okay, hang on a minute, this is poking fun at something? Watch it. You would have watched it if it was a spoof. Okay, I'm not watching it. But we talked about how I, great I think spoof films Robin Hood are some of tights the worst are. films out there. Really, there are obviously exceptions like. Men in tights, as you've just said there. Yeah. But I think spoof films are just. But I, I don't mean acting badly to the point of kind of everything slapstick comedy. Not an epic movie type film. I mean like act, taking themselves seriously in in how badly they're acting. Do you know what I mean? Like like just completely down to the t, doing that kind of really really over the top militaristic kind of gung ho. Yeah, approach. yeah, yeah. I think so. It'd be interesting to see if the rest of our picks. Kind of <clears throat> what I think to. I think I've picked. Uh, so I've tried to pick people that that while they're good actors, they maybe either have or have played characters that are kind of out of their depth mm. in certain things. Meaning that I think in this they could kind of show they're out of their depth, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think I think getting back to your pick, Jim. I think I think Aaron Taylor Johnson is a really good pick. I think he could I think he could do that. He could play it like. And I think if you just picked, even if they were good actors, if you just picked actors that are like I've done for some of mine, just really beautiful people, mm. whether they're good or not, you could like play it like they've been picked because they're beautiful rather than they're good actors. Mm. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson would fit in that. Like, like you could pick like say a Ryan Gosling because people yeah. sometimes dismiss him. As just being picked because he's beautiful, but he actually is a good actor. Yeah. 
But yeah. he, yeah. do you know what? In fact, like mm-hmm. he plays Ken in Barbie. Yeah. He plays Ken like a bad actor. Yeah. But he's doesn't, a good actor. Doesn't Margot Robbie also play Barbie in that? Exactly. Way as well? the whole, that's the whole exactly. point. Exactly. That's film, the whole point. But that, I think that's what Nick's saying. If you picked people that played it as bad acting, but it was clearly good acting to play it like that, I think it would still work. As opposed to yeah, what Paul Verhoff done, which is big bad. I can see what you're saying, but that would imply that the director would have to tell them that's how you're playing the role. Well, I, I mean, don't that might be any of these. No. I don't think any of these have been told to do that. Might be I, slightly less mean on the cast. Where just years <laughs> later, he's like, I picked shit people. <laughs> yeah, you're great. But I want you to be shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I'd be a. That, yeah, that would be down. Obviously, the director. So is say. that is that your your two for Johnny Rico? Is that is, that was one? Well, no, that's my one. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, I'm not. I would. Chris Pine was just a name. I was. Thinking, I, uh, I looked at Pine, especially a young Pine, mm. like really looks like Casper um, Van Dyne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah, he had, he had he had the facial features. Yeah, he does look very similar. But he I did say, two I eyes and nose. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just didn't want him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I want someone a bit not as in not as in the limelight. Although having said that, like uh, exactly what Nick was saying, how Chris Pine plays his character in Dungeons and Dragons. He plays that a bit tongue in cheek, a yeah. bit like. But that's he's not because he's Dungeons not like, and Dragons has to be exactly. But it's that's a what fancy, I'm saying. Like, it's a fantasy film set in a fantasy world where you, if you're playing the game, you're making up the story yourself. Exactly. So but, you, for him to try and be a serious play that play a bard serious, no one's buying that. You exactly. have to. He has to be up you know, as he was on the film, kind of dancing about, being yeah. the bard, bit cheeky chappy. He has to be that for that character to make sense for the film. Yeah. But that whole film, like. They are good actors playing it sort of badly. They're playing yeah. it how you would expect that character class to be played. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Cool. So Aaron Taylor Johnson as Johnny Rico. He's in. Nice. Who is who's next? We've got on Dizzy the, next. Dizzy. Who has oh, Dizzy? I've got Dizzy. Ooh. Here we go. So, I'm what? gonna pick Michael Sarah. Do Tempe. You could name it. Uh, so Dizzy Forrest is played by Dina or Dina Mayer, um, and she is. So we we first meet along with Rico, along with Carmen um, and Carl and Carl. Carl. So we initially meet them all together in class, don't we? Yeah, in, we do. In yeah. yeah. Um, so they all kind of go through this journey together, uh, and Dizzy basically has an unbearable crush on Rico. Right, she yeah. do anything to be with him. Um, she does eventually get him, as she says in she her death she, speech. She, she so she's like twenty minutes to have you. She wants him so much. She swaps units to be with him. Yeah, but she, and she probably has joined the um, mobile infantry she's too. Good, right, yeah, she's following in those because she's smarter. She could probably be. Well, more she's than also mobile clearly infantry. very physically. She's, yeah. she's on the same team I, I, as him. Does it, actually, on the same ever, does it actually ever team. say what unit she came from? No, I don't think so. It just says she asked for a transfer. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's not without the, out the realms of possibility then to think that she was already in an infantry unit? Well, she was in. She was training somewhere else. Yeah. But so she, she changed not, training. Is, it's not, not without those realms of possibility to think she's already in a foot an infantry unit. She just yeah. transferred to another infantry yeah. unit just so she can be a Rico. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, mean yeah. What, I, yeah. Either way, she transfers so she yeah. can she can be with him, um, and that's really her character arc is like pining for him the whole way through, knowing that his heart is with Carmen, um, eventually getting to to have his attention. Um, once Carmen has dumped Rico, 
that's kind of her, her time to um, kind of seduce Rico, I think. Um, they sleep together, and then towards the end of the film, she dies. Uh, she's in the base attack just as she she does a really cool move where she throws a grenade into one of those fire big fire breathing plasma bugs. bug yeah plasma tanker turns around and uh, she's stabbed multiple times and then she has this like <laughs> super long death scene on the flight <laughs> thing as it's flying away um, so yeah I think this was this was an interesting one I wanted to see from this character I think that I felt like there needed to be almost even more um even more pain from her in that kind of futility of, you know, almost like always, always feeling like you're second best. Um, and so because of that, I almost wanted to, I wanted to see that maybe because she's really sort of athletic, really sporty, she's one of the lads for a lot of this. I wanted to get a bit more of a sense of sort of being a tomboy from her, yeah. but feeling like, oh, he doesn't want me because of who I am and that kind of thing. Um, so I had a couple of, I was thinking about someone like Eva Mendes, maybe, who I think could play this quite interestingly. But in the end, the person that I've gone with is uh, Hilary Swank. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone with that a bit because of a million dollar baby. million dollar baby, yeah. And I think that being kind of like the, the really strong kind of tomboy, um, would she would sort of definitely be sort of one of the boys in that environment. Even though I think interestingly, the way they perceive the military here is that there isn't really a, a sort of you know there isn't a gender hierarchy here. Is there? We see a really good split between. That's actually one of the things that's really different from like the sort mm. of the fascism thing. You've got mm. like you know African Americans, you've got Caucasians, Asians, yeah. you've got like you know men, women, like they are all treated the same. Mm. And that, I think, actually kind of makes it feel quite futuristic. They've, he's done well there at kind of keep, like having that in part of it, which makes it feel like, yeah, in the future, men, women, black, white, you're a body. We are throwing you into the meat grinder, you know? But again, I think that's maybe something that went over people's heads, yeah. where if it was even more sort of um, black and white than that, if, you know, if it almost represented as, you know, an Aryan race or fucking... No, women are not allowed in this military. It would have been really hammered home the fact that no, this is really bad humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're seeing here. Uh, but yeah, so that's who that's sort of gone. With I think Hillary Swank's a, a that's a it's a nice one actually because Hillary Swank, uh, not to go full on American Office. I don't know if you've seen that scene. There's a whole scene in the American Office where they debate whether Hillary Swank is hot or not. I, in researching for this, <laughs> I've heard about that scene. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting because Hillary Swank obviously is a very beautiful woman, but. You know, you can, you know, you cut her hair short and you, you know, put her down in flattering clothes. She can feel like quite tomboy. Yeah. And I think you could do that very, that like 90s thing they do where she could have her hair tied back and have like unflattering clothes for like half the film. Yeah. And then she takes her glasses off. Suddenly <laughs> that's her beauty. I can you see know? this film <laughs> doing that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's good because, yeah, because Dizzy's character is really interesting because she's clearly the one that, that is a better fit for Rico mm. about the whole thing. Yeah. And um, I think she's probably one of the better actors in this as I well. I really actually. like her character. She's, yeah. she's, she's good. Very she, she was one of those ones that I was rooting for the whole film. And then yeah. when she died, I, it, it took me by surprise. Yeah. And obviously, like I said, this felt like I was watching this for the first time again. So I didn't know who was going to die or not. Mm. And when she I was like, got speared about six times, I was like... Oh, it is sad, isn't it? Because it's like the futility of her character arc. She just wanted to be with Rico. I think that's one of the only one of the main one of the scenes that's actually acted really well. Mm. That's the thing. I think you know Rico actually shows a lot of grief when that happens, and I I 
and then and there's and I think Ace as well. He's he's got a lot of like sadness in it. I think that that scene I think is acted really well. Yeah, I think it's one of the few. I, I think I think her character is actually weirdly the hero of the film. Mm. Like I think I think she's kind of like um, kind of like the dark horse hero of it because she's she's actually one of the only characters. You see, it's really interesting because you 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 wonder how much Verhoeven has kind of chose to edit or chose to cut or chose to make look good or bad in certain roles but he gives her moments and looks and subtlety in this film mm. that he doesn't give to any other character yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's she, also clear that she's clearly the better suit yeah for the role that rico's taking yeah like so she's clearly the better choice for the squad leader early on she's clearly the better choice for the lieutenant and that all these people like obviously rico's getting them i think because she's not applying herself as much because she she just cares about Rico because she's just there for Rico Mm. and actually most majority of the other characters in this film are arguably much more self-centred than she is they're out for themselves in the main as well so she has got that humanity hasn't she amongst this kind of regime which is interesting and And that's why her death hits quite hard I think yeah yeah like everyone else is really like vanilla really 2D Mm. and she's she's given and yeah maybe that's it maybe she is the only one whose death does matter Mm. and that you care about yeah Hilary Swank good choice she's in welcome Hilary Right, well I've I've it now comes to me who is the the other corner of this love triangle. Yes. Um we've got Carmen Ibanez played by Denise Richards. Yeah. Um, Denise Richards is known for several films. Um World Is Not Enough, Bond film, she plays a lovely lovely Bond girl. Very, very good in that. Yeah. Um Wild Things, have you seen Wild Films? Now you it was one of the things after this. I think it was. Yeah. I think so. You would have been thinking, "What a lucky boy I am!" Not only have I now seen Dizzy's boobs, I then get to see Denise Richards' boobs. I, <laughs> I have to say, Denise Richards was like uh, a crush of mine when I was younger. Really, yeah. Hollywood are fuckers, aren't they? I mean, can you imagine the pressure of like Denise? Just, you just whatever happens, you're gonna have to get your boobs out in a film scene. Yeah, I, yeah, fucking I think, fuck I think, Hollywood, man. Uh, she's 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 sort of in my mind. She's sort of in that in that role of like you know Carmen Electra mm. who like is always like put in bikinis and like yeah. just pushed but she, I think she's probably a bit of a better actress than Carmen Electra like she's not great but she's 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 all right yeah and well, Carmen I, Electra's a model isn't she first former she wasn't well yeah I think, so. I think Denise Richards is probably a model I think they probably model. both came from that kind of cloth I think yeah. Carmen Electra more the model Yes, than I think anything else. And she's be- definitely been in like spoof movies. Or well, I mean, when she like every Piranha spoof. 3D I think she's in like every spoof movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Denise Richards, she's good. And I think uh, again, it's, I think I think she probably it's difficult to see if if she is playing it kind of airheady or if she is just a bit of airhead. Well, I she's think she's like a, just really bad. She's not a great actress. She's okay. In but... fact, I have a note here that says Denise Richards, awful. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you wrote that one down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she I clearly... I don't think she's intending to play this bad. No. Oh, I, mean, well, I, I, I think she... Yeah, I don't think she's doing it under instructions. I just think she's bad. Yeah. I well, she's always been cast for a reason, like yeah. we were talking about. Yeah, I and... wonder why... Yeah, I mean she's she's yeah she's a very beautiful lady, but you know a bit 
I think this kind of role is probably the the peak. I mean, well, things, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's quite difficult casting for this role because I didn't want to just pick like a beautiful person that couldn't act, and I I couldn't really think of like any just beautiful people that couldn't act. Like mm. I couldn't really like think of it. Like you know, I could have just picked like a model or someone. But yeah, yeah, um, I went for people that and and like. Both of these people are good actresses. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I think I've got Hollywood pick. I just like to say that I, I've not got any joke picks for any of my picks okay. because I think that a joke pick would miss the point of this film mm. because they're all yeah. sort of joke picks. Yeah. So I haven't done a joke pick. So my Hollywood pick, very popular at the moment, would be Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she's a very good actress but I think she would just look so innocent and so like... I think she'd like, look really out of place. She would look really out of place, right? You'd be like... I think you'd buy that she's got like a subtle, in, like a hidden intelligence more yeah. than you do with Denise Richards. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I think you could clearly see like if she came up on screen, you know, uh, all the boys around the bunk would be like, whoa, Rico, you don't deserve her kind of thing. You know, she's an attractive <laughs> lady and stuff. Yeah, very so I think, sort of innocent, almost childlike. But yeah. I think she, she's got an edge of sarcasm to her yeah. which would all or no could almost be too much I think it'd be song. too good because I think yeah. like her when she's got like her you know that that scene where she's like flying the ship and she's clearly like outclassing everyone and she's got banter with mm. that 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 guy I can't remember the name Barclow yeah Barclow mm. um, I think she'd do that very well but I, I think it would come across like more naturally I think Jenny Ortega would probably end up acting everyone else's socks off in this. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> she, she, if she doesn't win an Oscar within, I reckon, in the next five, five years, yeah, she's she's if, definitely within the next decade she's going to win one. But I think if she doesn't win one within the next five, I think that's an injustice. Mm. I'm assuming, assuming she gets the right role. I've not gone I mean, for her. I mean, let's face it, she ain't going to get one for Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice too, is she? Well. <laughs> Maybe she could not, be an absolute banger. Could be a banger. Could be, but she ain't gonna win Best Actress for Beetlejuice too. Is she? I could see Keaton getting an Oscar for Beetlejuice too. Actually, is he? He's Beetlejuice again. Oh fuck yes! Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. Come on, then, who's your? Who's your and, so the main pick. My pick is actually Anna D. Armas. Ar- 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 I know who that is. So she's in is. Knives Out. Yes. She's in No Time to Die. Yeah. Another Bond film. So she is obviously gorgeous. She's in a new film as well, or quite recent film called Ghosted, where she's like a spy that like doesn't. Yes, back. she was Marilyn Monroe, right? In she was. Bond. Was she? Yes, she was. Yes, in, yes, she was. So she's obviously like clearly like a beautiful actress. Um, I think sometimes she gets dismissed as just like mm. a, like a good looking person. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes, is, is where I really remember. Her she's from. really good, right? Yeah, she's good in everything. And Knives Out is the one where I is she? Who's she? The she in Knives Out? She the, she's the main. The main. Yeah, she's the nurse. The medicine giver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The medicine giver. I can't think of what. I'm... <coughs> I've got me a corner. You're the medicine giver. <laughs> <laughs> to use to use the Native American term of his people. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, she's, 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 she's
and and then she could you know she could look out at the stars and be like oh they're so beautiful I want to do that mm. kind of thing and then you know and I think you'd buy her again you've seen her in roles like you know like this ghosted where she's like a you know secret mm. agent stuff when she starts like actually shooting the gun at the end and stuff you'd, you'd buy it so so that's my pick is um Anna D. Aramis. Ar- Aramis? I think that's Aramis. really interesting. And I, I think what we're, we're building that picture here of that idea of like really great, well-qualified, um, exceptional actors. Yeah. Ha- not playing even handing it. it up, but like yeah. playing, yeah, playing it cool. Playing it's bit, down, really. It's like, um, it's like films by, I'm going to pronounce this really wrong, Yorgos Lanthmos. He's the director of The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. he's not, and in those films, the actors are all told to, like, really downplay their emotions. Don't show to And it's a really jarring watch because of the way they do it. Yeah. But it's a, it's a very particular style of the way he, he directs his cast. And I think if that was, that, that was almost done like this here, with a really talented cast who were kind of really dumbing down their performances on purpose... It could be really powerful. And I think it yeah. would push that satire even further as well. Yeah, I agree. Nice. Okay, so who have we got next? We have got next. I believe it should be Ace Levy. It is Ace Levy. Played by that incredibly good looking man, Jake Busey. <laughs> We've got the Busey. We got the Buse. I never met a tooth I didn't want in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's great in this. He is, he is good. He is good. He is a fun character. I'll give him that. Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, East Levy. He's the. Is he, he's not. Is he, he's not one of the friends to begin with, is he? You know that. He's, no, he's not. He, he comes he, in later down the line, doesn't he? He's you in, meet him, at, meet the him training at the training camp. Yeah. So he's obviously. He thinks he's on the same level as Rico. Yeah. They have a little moment in the a, dinner hall, don't they? Yeah, he, he comes in thinking he's the big boss. He's ace. He's, I'm ace, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'll push through, thank you very much. I'll, yeah. I'll get what I want, don't you know who I fucking am? This kind of bollocks. And then obviously Rico's like, slinger it, mate. I'm Rico. I love this rescript. I think he probably he probably was the star of the football team wherever he came from yeah, yeah. but it was like a hick town somewhere you could just tell the similarities are there and, yeah. and obviously yeah. very quickly as soon as Rico gets take, gets the squad leader taken off of him he's straight in there like a shit off a shovel to take the role off him and he's clearly very out of his depth yeah. it's clearly clearly very out of his depth when he's to, when he's to be in the squad to the point where it's I think he gets it taken off him very quickly as well. Now he becomes so Rico is going to be squad leader, wasn't he? He's he's cast out because of the guy being killed. No, Rico gets given squad leader. Yeah. Then he gets then 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 the guy gets killed. Yeah. Then he gets it taken, taken off, him. off of it. So then Ace, Ace jumps it, it. Jumps, jumps in his grave very quickly and takes it. Takes but during the the initial invasion, doesn't Ace like brick it? Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's like, what do we do, Ace? He's like, I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then he yeah, does it. Shits back, it. Yeah. He, he, and Rico's like, kill him, kill him all. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Rico that has to step in and be like, this is what we're going to do because I'm clearly yeah. the one that's capable. Yeah. Not you, dickhead. And um, yeah. Says that. <laughs> and do you know what about Ace, which I really liked, is that he plays a pretty badass violin. He well. does. I wonder if he actually plays well, a fiddle. It. I'd call it more of a fiddle. It's an electric I, violin. I, I think, I, I'd, I'd, that'd be worth yeah. knowing, does he play that or if it's just all for show? I'm pretty sure he doesn't. <laughs> These yeah, actors can act, let alone and play he, musical instruments. Well, maybe, maybe that's what he does for a living. Maybe he's a violinist. He's a fiddler. And they went, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> I need someone who can play a violin in a dorm room. You'll do. Yeah. 
Man is like only one mind, uh, only one name springs to mind. <laughs> it's Jay Busey. Yeah, it's Jay Busey. <laughs> you want an electric fiddle player? Gary Busey's son. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He is good. Isn't he is good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And I think, I think the way you've that obviously is the way he's introduced. Yeah. It, but he does become like an actual friend. And yeah, he's he, like they, mm, the, the, he's bond, the bond character. becomes very real, and yeah, they are. He they, makes they it through to the back. end, right? He makes it through to the end. Yeah. Zim! Zim caught the bug! That's yes. him. You know? Yeah, yeah. So who you got? So I had I went with I had two options, but I scribbled one out very quickly. I was I was toying with the idea of Natalie Dormer. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I scribbled her name out. Because I've instead gone with Cameron Monaghan. Okay, alright, okay, I don't know who that is. Uh, he, well, if you, if you play any games, he's currently starring in the Jedi Survivor series, he's the main character. Oh, Or he yeah. was in uh, Gotham. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the Joker, the, not the Joker. The Joker, Joker not yeah. Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Really, he's a really, really talented actor. Yeah, he's good. Really, he's really good. talented. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know this guy very well. Uh, I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm not aware of much I'm, other than the, the two games in Gotham. I'm not. I, I can't know, speak for what else he's been in. Mm. But in Gotham, he's incredible. He's, he's good. Superb. And yeah, yeah I, I, I do just, like the idea of Natalie Dormer though being like really having it up. I think my well. only problem with Natalie Dormer is I think I think the the, I think the, the world they've set up, up is beautiful people of opposite sex will have will shag in this. <laughs> so if you just got like another woman that will go one well, the, the reason, the, the, the reason yeah. I crossed her out because I actually thought because I was well, actually she'd be better for Dizzy and I was like I don't have Dizzy yeah could have been she would have been good for yeah so that, yeah. that's why I crossed out because I was like no she's more Dizzy than she is Ace mm. I think so. I think I think the reason I think that Ace's character needs to be a bloke is because that's the relation that's the only relationship you've got of Rico like. Beyond the shagging. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's the... He, he, Ace very quickly becomes a support for him, doesn't he? When when, yeah. when Carmen breaks up with him, he's the he's the first one to put a hand on the shoulder and be like, you know, you're right, mate. Mm. And yeah. I think I think if it was Natalie Dorma, I think, oh, was that hand on the shoulder? She wants to shag him. She wants... You know, yeah. I think... Yeah, it would, it would send know, the wrong message. Wouldn't it would it? be like another one. And then yeah. you'd be like, well, is, is it Dizzy? Is it... You know, yeah. so... Yeah. Is it Dizzy? Um, is it Ace? Well, I don't know. Why not both? <laughs> Everyone's just shagging now. <laughs> it's, it's just become a porno. Oh, my God. It's Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that, though. I like, what's his name? Cameron? Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan. Mm, he's good. He's good. You okay. should check out some of the clips of him. This, I will. The joke. Or is it just Jay? Isn't he just called Jay? Or? Uh, no, he's... he's no, he's, he has got. An he's never name. referred to as the Joker. It's, I think I believe I think his name's it might be Jerome. Jerome, yeah. Or that might be his twin. Mm. The, 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 he play, he essentially plays two characters. Yeah. Because like, I think I think it might be the one he mainly plays. I think it might be called Jerome. But they never call him. But the they character. never call him the. Yeah. They invert. They heavily insinuate and they go so far as I like basically make him up as the Joker at one point in like a purpley. Yeah. In, in a purple suit and they stuff, scar yeah. his mouth and yeah. they. Give him a bit of pale face as well to kind of insinuate makeup and stuff like that. So they they all but say this is the Joker, but they don't ever go, "Hey, Mister J, got you." Hey, Mister K, not named as such. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Then. I'm, I'm, I can only assume that's because they didn't have the rights to yeah. the name Joker. Yeah. Who's up next? So up next is Carl Jenkins, ah. who is the sort of the 
the third of the main three friends. But, you know, if you're including Dizzy as well, then like the fourth. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of the, he's psychically aware. He's played by um, <clears throat> Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. Who we all know from How I Met Your Mother, but more recently in Doctor Who. Yeah. Where he played the, the, the toy master. Very weird kind he, of role. He also but. did a really fun little spin-off when, when the writer's strike happened. Lot. Smurfs. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was in Smurfs. He, yeah, he was in the Smurfs. Yeah, he was in the Smurfs. But during the last, not the most recent writer's strike, but about 10 so years ago, he did a fun little mini-series with Nathan Fillion called um, Cap- Captain Hammer. Okay. If you have, if, if you have, search it out. It's brilliant. Okay. I can't remember what his character's called, but he's he's like... A villain, but not really. He's like the shittest villain in the world. It's it's amazing. If you have, if you ever find the time, yeah, try and seek good. it out. It is brilliant. It's only about, I think it's about maybe three or four episodes long. It's phenomenal. Mm, nice. nice. Maybe we can link it. Honestly, it's uh, such a, such a good good watch. We can link it on socials or something. Yeah, something. yeah. Nice. The link. Send it to them. some people on our socials. But yeah, so Carl Jenkins. So he's like in this universe. You have like psychically aware people yeah um and he's clearly very gifted the military see this and he gets fast-tracked into basically the ss yeah like long black trench coats the black hat with like you know yeah. his skulls on and stuff very much um, so yeah but it's basically like the the, the sort of upper the intelligence series, yeah the intelligence. Right. yeah so <clears throat> for this i wanted somebody that could kind of look quite innocent at the start and like mm. the nerdy friend that was kind of overlooked because Rico is much better, that eventually is like almost the bad guy. No, not really the bad guy, but he, you know, he's got a line where he's like, you don't like the fact I had to kill people? Well, tough, tough luck, boys and girls. I have to send millions of people to their death every day. Yeah, like, yeah. he's very much like... He loses that emotion, doesn't he? He does, like, yeah. That moral compass. And, yeah. <clears throat> so my Hollywood pick would be uh, Jack Quaid, mm-hmm. who plays... Um, Huey in The Boys. Yep. Yeah, um, nice. And I think he he would look good mm. as an SS officer, I think. <laughs> He'd look quite good. And I think like very early on, he'd play that kind of nerdy. And yep. then you sort of see it in The Boys where he's starting to like mm. lose it a bit and be a bit harder. And almost bit. up that a bit. Exactly. Right, yeah. Um, so I think he'd be good. He'd be like the Hollywood pick. Like he's safe. I think like a lot of people would know mm. But my pick, I've actually gone for um, Justice Smith who is uh, Simon the Sorcerer in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's the guy in Dungeons and Dragons that's like the the, the wizard. Oh, okay. And, um, he's, he's been in a few other things as well, but he's very much like... I know him. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's in, he's in a few things, and um, I feel like he would play it like very kind of nerdy, sympathetic, yeah, a bit wet in the beginning. Yeah, and then when he comes in, like you know, when they haven't seen him for a while, he could be like a hard ass kind of. Like yeah, that. and I feel like that change would be quite startling. Yeah, like and I think he could portray that really well. Yeah, and again, he's not very well known, and he's a younger actor, and mm. you know, I, I feel like he could kind of ham it up a bit as well. Could you see him with a pet ferret? I could see him with a pet ferret. Yeah, and I could see him putting his hand. On like a clearly a bit of like jelly prop, and then go. <laughs> it's a fray, <laughs> and that's it. Like, <laughs> nice, love it. So yeah, it's my pick, awesome. Justice Smith. And just for the record, I was just doing a bit of googling. That show is called Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog. 
Oh. What did you say it was initially? Dr. Hammer? Yeah. No, Captain Hammer, but that's Nathan, that's Nathan Fillion's character. Uh, so what's it called? Do- Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I mean, I want to check it out just because... I just want to check it out because it's the title, yeah. yeah. It's, it's super. Right, excellent. Link that for my socials, definitely. Nice. Who's up next? Up next, we have got... Sergeant Zim. Sergeant Zim. Nice. So I've got Sergeant Zim. So Sergeant Zim, we played by Clancy Brown. Oh, amazing. The films that Clancy Brown has been in, this man's career has been unreal. Um, so we first meet uh, Sergeant Zim in when Rico first joins the academy. He is like the drill training instructor. He's a complete badass. And we learn that by the fact that he initially is shouting at them all like a typical drill instructor. And then he's like, does anyone want to take me on? And like the biggest guy who ends up being the guy that gets his head blown off during that one of those training exercises, I think, steps up and is like, sir, I think I can, sir. And then like Clancy Brown immediately fucking breaks his arm. Yeah. Breaks his arm. <laughs> Horrifically, yeah, like the bone is like poking out of his yeah, arm and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, played by Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, who I remembered initially from being the baddie in uh, Highlander. Yeah. The Kurgan? The Kurgan. The Kurgan. Um, but he's been in loads of stuff. He's been in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Um, he is just like, if you look at his filmography, it's like every year, film after film after film. Um, so yeah, what a career he's had. I think he's really good in this. He's an absolute badass. Um, he's probably the best actor in the film. Do you think? I Like, not in this film. Yeah. But like, if you look at like... Like established, uh, yeah, yeah, well-known actor. Like... I think that's true. Um, and obviously we see him again at the end because it turns out that Sergeant Zim... So when everyone's... When war breaks out and the whole academy are running off to, like, sign up for war and stuff, um, he's trying to, like, join up, isn't he? He's he, Yeah, he wants to fight on the front line. Yeah. Um, but the, the sort of the general says... And do you know who that general is? Uh, do you remember what you Breaking from? Bad. Hank from Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah. I, thought, I did think that when I was like... I mean, he's in loads of shit as well, but yeah. 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 And he's He's like, yeah, no, you can't. And then we see at the end that he demoted himself to private and he's the one that captures, it was was a private called Zim or something. Don't start called Zim. So he was like the historic guy that changed. He's the guy that captured the brain. In the course of the war. And actually, so basically, um, when Rico gets this fellow squad mate killed, Mm. he takes his 10 lashes and then he actually like drops out of the military. He says like, he doesn't want to be in it anymore. He doesn't yeah. think he's got it. He signs, I can't remember what it is, like the forum to say he's dropped out. Oh, yeah. And then when like his whole family get killed, he goes back and he's like, I don't, I don't, like, I didn't want to drop out. Like, I want to fight. And the general from Breaking Bad is like, no, you've signed your form. <laughs> and Zim's like, is that your signature, Rico? And Rico's like, sure it is. And he rips it up. Yeah, doesn't look like it to me. <laughs> they actually have said that that is what got him demoted. Ripping up the forum. The canonical that reason. The, that's yeah. brilliant. So that's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, two very ones. Exactly. Give, give a bit of reason for that little interaction. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think he's really good in this. I've only got one pick for this character. For Sergeant Charles Zim is Ron Perlman. Nice. Oh, nice. yeah. He's got that kind of macho badass. Um, you know, he's going to be like shouting at the recruits and everything. And then I think when you see him at the end, which is kind of like... Um, it's quite humanising for him, isn't it? Because he's like, he was the badass drill instructor, like a real hard ass. And then he's kind of like cheering and everyone's lifting him up. Like, zim, zim, zim. I thought I could see Ron Perlman. Yeah. Ron Perlman. Nice. That's a great show. I wouldn't come up with anyone else for that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need anyone else for that. 
Yeah, so Ron Perlman's in. Who have we got next? He's, he's great, right. So next we've got um, Sugar Watkins. Is that back to you? It's back to me. It is back to me. Right, um, so Sugar Watkins is like, he's already in sort of the more veteran squad that Rico then joins after surviving the initial kind of assault. Yes. Um, and he's kind of like, I think he's squad leader. I um, think he's 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 not. Oh like yeah, a, he is. Yeah, he's, he's, like and he's wearing the necklace of like a, yeah. a end of a claw or, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Isn't so he? he's got a bag. He's yeah. played by um, Seth uh, Gilliam, who uh, the only thing I know him from, I think most people know him from, he's uh, Gabriel in The Walking Dead. Ah, cool. So he the, like the priest guy. He's got two great lines in this where he steps up um, when we initially are reintroduced to Michael Ironside's character, yeah. who's the tutor. The teacher at the beginning, and it re- it's revealed he is the fucking leader of the Roughnecks. Yeah, and he's the one that steps up behind him and goes, "Rest check, Roughnecks, Rest check, Roughnecks." Yeah. And at the end, when it's Rico's unit, steps up, Rico's Roughnecks. Yeah, um, he's also got the most sort of gung ho Hollywood depth. Oh yeah, because he basically he him Ace and Rico at the end basically Carmen and her sort of new love interest get like crash land on the bug planet and get captured by the brain bug. And Ace, Sugar Watkins, and Rico are the three that go to, like, save her. And um, he gets, like, stabbed by a bug, and he's, like, dying. So he, like, takes the nuclear bomb, the nuclear, like, grenade. Yeah. And he's, like, shooting off. And it's very much... I mean, this is clearly a passage of, like, Hudson from Aliens, where he's like, you yes, want some? You yes. want some? You get some. Yeah, you like this? Yeah, you want some more? <laughs> and it's just, like, it's just clearly, like, taken straight from that. And then he blows up the nuke and saves them all. Yeah, sweet. So... Yeah, played by um, Seth Gilliam. Uh, it does it really well. Like, I, I think, you know, it's one of those roles where you, you don't want it to steal the show, but you need it to be good sporting. Mm, so yeah. I think my, my Hollywood pick um, would be for uh, Winston Duke, who plays um, M'Baku from Black Panther. Uh, like, the yeah. one that's like, yeah, yeah. oh, Mbaku. You know, the, yeah. the guy... The, the leader know, of the other tribe. The leader of the other tribe. He, yeah, I mean, badass. he's, like, huge. Yeah, yeah. he's massive. And he's... But you'd be, like... You know, you, you him like dying at the end. You'd be like, you know, the biggest guy got felled by you know, yeah. I think it'd be quite impactful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my my pick, just because he's slightly less well known, but I think I think he's for me, he's actually like a really like underrated guy. Um, it's it's, it's Mike Coulter, who you either know him from Luke Cage from the Marvel series, Luke Cage. Mm. Or he was in The Good Wife. He was Lamont Bishop. He was like sort of the gangster guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he, again, he's a really big, yeah, big, yeah. big, yeah. big, guy. Yeah. But he, I feel like he is more, I'm not being mean to him, but like, um, you know, Winston Duke has been in like big Marvel films. Mm. He's kind of like a bit more sort of A-lister. Whereas this guy's sort of a bit under the radar. Luke Cage kind of died a death that didn't really go anywhere as Marvel Marvel series goes. But he's he's a really good actor, actually. Like, he's uh, in The Good Wife. He's, like, sort of chillingly scary moments. Like, if, if any of you have seen The Good Wife, um, he he has, like, a son in it. And he, he'll, like, have a scene where he's, like, sort of being, like, a loving father. And then, like, the police will burst in. And he goes, like, chillingly cold. Mm. And it's he's a really underrated actor. I think he's really good. And I think I think in this, I think he would, you know, he could just do the like the, you know, red checks, roughnecks kind of like scary stuff. But then like you know, I think him dying, he would be able to play it where you'd really feel it and you'd be mm. like, oh shit, man. 
So yeah, he's he's my pick for this. Just a bit more sort of like under the radar actor. I like that. That's a good pick. Yeah, nice. that's my pick. Sweet. Mike Coulter. Next, I believe, is Xander Barklow. Xander Barklow. <coughs> Xander. So that comes back to me. Yeah. Played by Patrick Muldoon. He's one of those guys who's like, he's been in, he's in loads. loads of stuff that I can't think of. I really weirdly, I actually was convinced he was the guy that is in Vampire Diaries. But that's I, Ian that Summerhold. Was, that, that was my oh, first thought. Yeah. Like, oh, he's uh, one of those no. actors got a doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a doppelganger. Uh, you're, doppelganger. Convinced, <laughs> you're convinced you've seen him from somewhere and you probably haven't. I, I personally yeah. don't know anything he's been on. I, I've, I think I've seen him in stuff. I, 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 I imagine if I actually look through his back, his, his filmography, I'd probably go, ah, oh, actually I have seen that. Yeah. Or, you know, I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> but basically he's in this to be hated, right? Yeah, well, he's, he's Rico's rival. That's, that's established very early on. He's he's the love rival, you know. He, he's he's in the opposing indoor American football team. He's trying to he's trying to outdo what Rico's doing. Ultimately, Rico. it's like when two lion leaders of different packs. Yeah, clash, it's, isn't it's, it? Alpha. They're basically out, they're just having around. yeah they're having a dick swinging contest <laughs> to see who's got the bigger dick, and ultimately Rico wins to begin Casper with. Casper Van Dyne's got the biggest. <laughs> yeah, at, to begin with, but then you know then it, then we learn obviously that he's then in, he becomes Carmen's co-pilot. Because he made that happen, right, as well. He sort of engineered well, we're, we're, so that they We're, we're meant together. to believe that, yeah. Well, he says it. He says it to it. Oh, he does. Oh, we're meant to believe it by him saying it. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> a, I must have missed that bit of dialogue, in all fairness. But yeah, he, he's, just, he's a sleazy prick, isn't he? Yeah. Let's be honest, he's a right slimy little prick. Mm. I don't think he's... I think he grows and he's slightly less hateable the longer he's... He's, le- he's less hateable at the end. Yeah. But to well, begin I mean, he's with, not a he's, coward, mm, but he right. is a cut. Yeah. If he were, were more of a coward... It would almost be more effective because when he dies, you would be like, "Yeah." But because yeah. he comes out and he's quite ballsy, isn't he? Like and he, and he definitely is, he and he definitely people. sacrifices himself for Carmen. Mm. Like yeah, he that, gives that, her the knife. That, that just shows that he's he likes Carmen. But I think but he, he, I think he's you know he's not so he's he's done something selfless there. But I think everything else he does is really selfish. I I think that's the thing. I think I think it's one of the rare moments in this film where there is shades of grey mm. to a character. Like, he almost, like, Verhoeven almost gives more time and more interest to the bit part players. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. like Dizzy's more interesting than anyone else. Like, Dizzy's more interesting than Carmen, mm. but yeah. Carmen's the star. Um, Barclow is more Barclow's more interesting than Rico, than Rico but, but Rico's, Rico's the star. star. Yeah. You know? And I think, I, I think that's, like, a theme running through it. But, yeah. I, mean, I agree. And I think no, no one human character in this film, not that there's any bug... I suppose the very bug is a bug character, but no one human character is like really hateable. No one's the villain, no. are they necessarily? No. It, but it's almost like you know, obviously the bugs are, are on the face of it the villain. But it's like the regime, the human regime, yeah. collectively is the villain yeah. in that sense of it being a satire. War is the villain. Good point. War is hell. So who have you got? So I have two. I've got two choices. Nice. Uh, one which I'm, I'm not not picking up for obvious reasons. Is that because you can only pick one choice? Everyone yeah. is like, I've got two choices, but the first one I scrubbed out. <laughs> yeah. like, All right, okay. I'm not going to say the one I'm picking first, am I? Well, no. No, exactly. So I'm going to tell you who I was thinking first. Then. Okay, who were you thinking Come on, first? Makes sense. Come on, Sam. So I was thinking Sebastian Stan. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I very nearly, I yeah, I right. was looking at him a lot and realised I didn't have any of the people that suit for him. Yeah, I was good. thinking Sebastian Stan because he's he's great. He's good. But that's not. 
obviously who I'm picking, I'm actually going with um, Ed Westwick. Who's Ed Westwick? So, um, I know him from Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I do know him. He's, yeah, he's good. He's, he's, really, he's a really good actor. And I just think he could play the smarmy... He lo- he's got a punchable face. Yeah, he's... I'm sorry. He's got a face you might want to punch. And I think he yeah. would... I think he'd play the two sides of this character well. Mm. I think he'd do well. You know that scene where he's like trying to fight Rico and Rico's like, no, I don't punch an officer. And he's like, rank is not like a fact here. And he turns into a punch. I think he'd do that really well. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good shout, mate. That's that's my choice, Ed Westwick. Brilliant. Good. Good stuff. Nice. Right. Final one, mate. Over to you, Nick. Take it home. Only got to save the best of life. my favourite character, right? Only got to save the best of life. <laughs> so, uh, Jean, Jean, Jean Braschek, uh, played by the legendary Michael Ironside. Oh. Legendary baddie. Like, he's like the super, in, in another um, Verhoeven film, Total Recall. Yeah. He's, I like, think he's in a Robocop as well, baddie. isn't he? Oh, yeah, he, he might like be. A Robocop. Like, he's, he's, but, like, he's good. He's one of those guys that you immediately recognise. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like a real cult sort of... Classic icon, isn't he? Yeah, he's in, like... I think when I was looking up, like, casting things, he was in a list of top 25 character actors. Really? Yeah, he he was... He's good. He's an absolute legend. So, obviously, we, we first meet Ratchet. We don't know that Ratchet is, um, is the, the sergeant or the squad leader um, initially. Uh, he is the teacher. Yeah. And he's, he's a person that gives, actually, an awful lot of... Um, the the kind of law um, the background of this regime because obviously they're talking about kind of what's the difference between um, a citizen and a, yeah and a, a non citizen well, there, there was a word for it wasn't it citizen and something else but yeah so he, and he yeah so and it, that really kind of puts you in the world of this regime the federation they're talking about he talks about the fact that violence is actually one of the most effective routes of solving all conflicts and stuff it's like well. <laughs> I think the violence started the conflict in the first place, quite yeah. probably. Um, so that's how we know him. And obviously there's this big reveal later on when they're joining the Roughnecks, where everyone's like, oh, he saved my life, he saved my life too. And then he walks in, you hear the music, dum 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 And then you realise, oh, fuck, it's the same guy. Like, he's, he's this legendary general, not general, like sergeant. So um, are we thinking, because obviously he's only got, like, he's only got one hand in this. Mm-hmm. Like, even as a teacher, he's only got one hand. Yeah. Is it is that are we thinking that say that he was in the military before? Yeah, so presumably he's You're probably meant to think that. Yeah. Because I think that's so. why he's then such a kick ass guy. Because if yeah. he was just a school teacher, I'm not sure he'd be quite so kick ass quite so quickly. You're right, actually, it doesn't explain it, but I just always assumed that like he'd done loads of prior service. Yeah. He's a legendary squad leader. Yeah, I think that's what you just assume. The reason he's the teacher is because he's done his time in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's now obviously he's, he's lost, a his, citizen, lost his army. He's, he's a citizen. And then once so the war kicks off. He's chosen to back in. impart that that knowledge on the, the future. Because mm. actually, are we thinking there that like maybe you have to be a citizen to be a teacher? Because the only other teacher we meet is like the science teacher, and she's blind. She's got no eyes. Mm. And so are all teachers veterans? Because yeah, you have to be a citizen Very to possibly. A That's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't touch on that scene, actually, when they're dissecting the, the, 
the smallest of the bugs, which yeah. is still fucking the size of a small table. <laughs> That's an interesting one when yeah. Carmen's like gagging basically and he's handing her, Rico's handing her like, hold this, the stomach. <laughs> and the Dizzy's heart. kind of teasing her a bit. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's not just gagging, she's outwardly vomiting. Oh, she does vomit. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes. Let's not talk about Denise Richards gagging. As if she'd gag on us. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, most people say Go back to the legendary Michael Ironside. So yeah, he's he's one of the highlights of this film, isn't he? Like he's, oh, he's brilliant. turned into this ruthless uh character who's who's really sort of ruthless and yet really loved by all the people around him. Like he's saved all of their lives multiple times, and yet he'll do things like when one of the squad gets taken by the flying bugs taken up into the mountains and it's obviously going to like devour him or something. He gets a sniper rifle, shoots the actual soldier and everyone's like, what? And he's like, I don't expect any of you to do the same for me. Yeah, so I actually have a, I have a theory about this. Oh, here we it's go. Not, it's not my theory, but I, I can't remember who I got this theory from, but mm. um, it's kind of a theory that's out there. So um, Radchek actually, as soon as Rico like joins his squad, is really gunning for Rico. He likes Rico and wants him to succeed. So, like, when his corporal gets her arm, like, singed off, mm. he replaces her. But we know that a couple of days in a tank and a fake arm, and you're you okay. can be back in it. Yeah. But he replaces her. Mm. And the sergeant, he, just before it happens, they're walking along these cliffs, and he looks up and he sees, like, a wing, and he sees, like... He knows something's going and on. And he still sends his sergeant ah. out on his own yeah. to a high point. That's true. So, and then, like, he gets taken and he shoots him, and then he promotes... So, so there's the, a theory that... So, there's a theory that, that, that he's, he's sacrificing grooming the men. Rico he's grooming well. Rico. To groom yeah. Rico for the, he, to ultimately take over his role. Because exactly, and yeah. we, As we know, it's Rico that shoots him exactly yeah and you know he does the same for so him so there's the thing that he's so like he's so willing to sacrifice anyone to get, mm. to get but he ultimately also sacrifices himself yeah. in the long yeah. run so Rico can do it Rico it's not a bad Rico, thing. it's not a bad theory it's a very plausible theory yeah so you guys have got three names for this uh, one right three names okay my good. days I cannot decide between these three names they are Michael Sarah stonkers Michael Sarah Michael Sarah are they stonkers or are they and are they are they a Nick pick? Carl, by the way, Daniel Radcliffe. Come on, hey. Oh, that's on. a good one, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, the Radis. Daniel Radcliffe's um, brilliant. Have you? <laughs> seen, uh, do you know what I? I recently watched. Sorry to derail this. I recently watched um, Lost City or whatever it's called, the City of O, the new Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, Daniel Radcliffe's like the, the bad villain, guy in right? it. Yeah. And again, he's just brilliant. He's so good. Daniel Radcliffe is. A great actor. He's great. Like, he's, he's so, so good. good. He's How so have good. we not put him in any of ours yet? I, I think I have. I think I recast him. I think I cast him as all of the henchmen in Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had him as possibly one of my picks in Gladiator. You did. I'm pretty sure yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. He was a contender. Wasn't yeah, but he was never, he's not been chosen not yet, has he? That's what I'm saying. Mm. He's not been a solid... We've not had a good enough role yet. He's not been nailed on That's, yet, has he? He's not been a good enough role. He's not been a good enough role. Not for anyway, precious role. Sorry, carry on. Back three on the choices. rails, please. Go. Okay. Who are, your, who are your three? Right. Choice number one is Kate Mulgrew. Who is red from Orange is the New Black? She also Fucking played. Oh, you love Orange is the New Black. Wow, yeah, what's well, a great fucking series. <laughs> she played the captain in one of the Star yeah, yeah, Trek, yeah. Star Trek Voyager. Voyager. Yeah, she's. I um, think. Yeah, she's Janeway. Yes, right. So I think she would be absolutely awesome. As like we've seen from Orange is the New Black, she could play that badass kind of ruthless uh, sort of character. If we don't pick her, yeah, can she be the science teacher? 
Oh, fuck yes, you can be the science teacher. Don't pick it. Okay, so came over is choice number one. Choice number two, guys. Is John Malkovich. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. How good would he Malkovich be? is right next. How would he be? That would be great. Oh, and choice number three, before right. Sam comes. Where can we possibly go? Where can we go from here? There's only one place we can go from here. Now. It's not Goldberg. <laughs> oh, no. No. Now, the recasting of one booty in this film <gasps> does leave space for <gasps> another booty. To step in. If you're about to say Gary Busey, I'm just gonna. You can leave now. Welcome aboard, Gary Busey. Gary Senior, Busey Senior. Right, now, where you, when you said you had three absolute stonkers, what you meant to say is, <laughs> I've got two really good choices, and then I've gone and nicked it. Is he not an ideal fit for this we, film as well? Though? Yeah, we joke about Gary Busey, but like, think of him in Predator Two. Right? He's brilliant in Predator Two. He does exactly what he needs to do, and basically that character would be Radcheck. Right. Point uh, blank. He's good. He, do you know? Right. So I I really like um, Red. Um, what's her name? Sorry, the, the Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew. I really like her as more of a cameo as the teacher. I think my heart's with Malkovich. I think Malkovich would be the sensible pick. Mm. But is Malkovich the first pick we've done where I'm like he's just a class above this film? <laughs> like I think there. Really? I think everyone we've done is a class above this film. Yeah, but everyone like. I, it's Malkovich. But what, one thing we'll say about, he's obviously in loads of really highbrow films, like he's a really cerebral actor. But look at something like Con Air, like he's not afraid to come and take... I forgot to say that, I watched Con Air last night. What? There you go! I watched Con Air last night. Right, so he's not afraid to take the roles good. where kind of he is hamming things up a little bit and like, you know, not shamelessly either. So I think he could be a fucking kick-ass. It's good. Person. I love Gary Busey, but John Malkovich. It's, it's Malkovich, Malkovich, mate. Malkovich. It's Malkovich. Easy. I, and and like, I can see, yeah, to be fair, I can see both of them in the dirt being like, shoot me, Rico. Yeah. But like, with, with Gary Busey, you'd be like, yeah, shoot me. Please do. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. Oh, Malkovich. Yeah, man. That's good. There we go. That's great. Well, we've now got all our ingredients. Yeah. So put the lid on this pot and Let's go through serve it. it up. Let's do it. Rico will now be played by Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Nice. Ace Levy will now be Cameron Monaghan. And Xander Barkalow will be played by Ed Westwick. Nice. Okay, and um, Carmen Ibanez, formerly played by Denise Richards, will be played by Anna D. Armes. Uh, Carl Jenkins, formerly played by Neil Patrick Harris, will be played by Justice Smith. Nice. And Sugar Watkins, formerly played by Seth Gilliam, Will be played by Mike Coulter. Sweet. Uh, Dizzy Flores is now Hilary Swank. Uh, Sergeant Charles Zim is Ron Perlman. And John Ratchcheck is John Malkovich, baby. That's going to take this film to another level. Yeah. Have, but is, everyone is, acting in the same kind of. Is span. this the first time we've improved a film? Uh, yeah, I think possibly, yeah. So obviously, we don't, we know, our, our aim isn't to improve the film when we're recasting. We're not saying that we can do a better job, but have we just improved the film? I think our recastings of uh, Rebel Moon probably have improved it. <laughs> Depends on who you, you are. You hush your mouth. <laughs> and I argue that Ghostbusters Rebel Moon Wedding Crashers cast was Fuck a cut I mean, how, 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 I don't think, I believe I said this, but how you got the most votes on for 
for saying you had the better calves. I don't know. It was a great choice. Some fucking interesting people out there. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not conv- diss all our listening audience at once. <laughs> I'm, 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 convinced they, I'm convinced they're confusing you two, to be honest. I'm no, convinced they are. Two great minds. What can I say? Is this, is this the first time where I think we've actually improved the I think film the cast quality? is better. I think this is the first time we've cast a film, though, that is it, it's sort of like knowingly, but it is like a, a sort of a, a B-list film. Yeah. So like the, the cast, like you so know, the cast can really only go throw one way, under the bus, really, but they're not. They're, they're not they're great. Not. No. So yeah. as always, we like to end our episodes with a little section that we like to call "Real Talk." Now, in this section, we will answer all your listener questions and casting suggestions as well. Uh, to send us those, you can contact us on Twitter over at Pod or via the email castorolpod at gmail.com. This week, however, there I think there's only one place that we can really go, and that's at the time of recording, the Super Bowl was two days away, and of course there was a slew of trailers shown off for anything coming up in 2024, so I'm going to reel them off, and if you guys give me a number from one to five on how excited you are for them. Sounds like reel them off. I like what he did there. Yeah. So we'll start with Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. That, to me, I've... I just wrote down bleeding it dry. I yeah. don't, this just looks like a soulless cash grab to me. I'm, it's sure, I'm sure it's not, and I'm just not excited for it. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. I feel like the original Planet of the Apes, like the Charlton Heston one of years ago, is like a classic. The Matt Damon one is awful, dog shit. And then they redid it, and you know, Andy Serkis is amazing. I feel they got progressively worse. I've only seen the first one of those. Yeah, there's three, right? The, the, like the first three. one's with is first pretty, one's interesting. First one's interesting enough. It's a good it's little like how it happened. Little setup, and that yeah. yeah I've, I've not. I think I think I might have seen this. I've seen the second one, mm. not seen the previous one. But this one just looks like it's just going to be a lot of action with humans and monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> you with the monkey? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm being winning a bit. Someone's googled it. No, number, I, I think two. I'm going to go two on that. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've also gone through. I've also gone into. Yeah. It's, it's one that I'll, I'll watch if I have to. What's next? Uh, next, we have a six-part series which I've got for Knuckles. Now, this is a fun little tie-in between Sonic Two and the upcoming Sonic Three this year. Obviously, based around Idris Elba's Knuckles character. I think it looks great. I think the kids will love it. The kids love Sonic. Do you need to have seen any of the Sonic films? Yeah, well, you need yeah, to see Sonic this is, a, this is a direct tie-in from Sonic 2 and linking Sonic <coughs> 2 to Sonic 3. Okay, I can give this one confidently a miss. Yeah. I, if, if you've not seen any of the Sonic films, you've got no reason to watch this series. I'll, I'll give okay. it a three because the kids will like it. For me, this is, this is a four. I've loved, Ooh, I've loved the previous Sonic films. I can't wait. Uh, next up was Despicable Me 4. And Gru's a dad now. Yeah, well, he kind of already was. Don't don't be smirching stepdads and, and, and foster parents. Who's <laughs> yeah. a biological dad now? <laughs> uh, yeah, again, kids are going to love it. I think it'll be interesting. I think uh, it'll be better than Knuckles. So, so three, three, four. I think these are fun films. I think there's always. I, I think there tends to be a lot for adults to enjoy yeah. in these films. Yes, yeah. there's a lot they, of they side jokes is. and yeah. So I mean, today I actually watched uh, with the kids. Uh, Does Michael be three? Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Ready yeah, for it. He's ready for it. He's geared up. Yeah. I've just gone with a two. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested. Okay, what's next? Next was uh, straight away, it's a one from me. Quiet, de- quiet Place Day One. Oh, actually, I'm quite looking forward to that. It looks, it looks good. To that. But I'm, I don't care. For, I'm not a horror guy. I'm not going to watch it. It's a one. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it, 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 it did look good, but I'm not not one for horror films. So, and I've not seen any of the other two. I watch this one either. It, it, it gave me, me Cloverfield vibes, so I quite like that. So. I've seen the trailer for this gave, one, actually. I didn't get Cloverfield vibes. I got 28 Weeks Later vibes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, actually, mm. I don't know if this year or next year, but 28 Years Later is coming out. Really? Yeah, yeah. They are, I think Killian Murphy Killian is returning, well. isn't he? Yeah. Is he? No, I'll be safe. You know that'll be safe already. Nice. So, four. Four for me. Uh, I'll go, th- can I go with three and a half? I've enjoyed the if first two. You want to go with three and a half? You can go with three and a half? Why not? No, you can't. Never said you could <laughs> <laughs> uh, Following that, Twisters. Well, is this necessary? I, I think it's just Twister. No, it's Twisters. It's Twisters. It's Twisters. Is this the remake of this Twister? Is a, right. This is a sequel to Twister. A sequel? Yes. A sequel? And it's called Twisters because there are two Twisters. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, thought, is I, this necessary? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's so much to break down here. So, the first in the first Twister film... There's lots of tornadoes in that film. There are. Almost, you could arguably call that twisters. twisters. But you're saying in this one... They do s- too. They do say in the, in the trailer, they're like, oh my God. There's, there's two. two. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a remake because all the characters are like, clearly like the characters. Yeah, the, the film's one. called Twisters. I was going to say one, so I thought it was a remake. But now, yeah, fucking five. Oh, <laughs> we should do a review of that. That should be a review when we do. No, I've got a, I've done one. I'm a, I'm a one. one. I'm, no, I'm not bothered for this. Surely you mean ones? T- tell you what. <laughs> one that I am giving. A, one that I am giving a five to. Oh shit! The Fall Guy. Oh uh, yeah. It screams me. It's just gonna be a fun romp. And what is and this? When, and it, when they go in the trailer, it's good. Emily Blunt. If they put, all you need to do is they put in the. They, they literally say it's in the trailer. Ryan motherfucking Gosling. Emily motherfucking Blunt. Yeah. What Say no you, more. What more Ryan Gosling plays like a stuntman. He's, 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 yeah, he plays okay. a stuntman, gets in a bit ahead of, head, bit ahead of himself. I think he ends up finding himself embroiled in some kind of crime. I think Emily Blunt's his director that keeps... Yeah, like it? his producer or something. She, she's something to do with the film. It does look interesting. I, yeah. I think, I it think looks, It's going to be a fun film. Yeah. It'll be fun. Okay. Strong three on that one for me. Another yeah. five from me. Wicked Part One. <laughs> I am really looking forward to this film. My only concern is I'm wondering whether or not they're actually going to be able to capture the magic of the stage show. I so you're a big thought, fan. I never thought you'd say that. Yeah, what? This is about left field. <laughs> you're a big fan of the stage show. I fucking love the stage show, mate. Have you read the books as well? No. Did you know they were books? No. Okay. Why never? You love the stage show. Love the stage this show. This is so random. I just this image of Jim just sitting there like. Oh, you fucking right, I was. Wow, wow, very amazing. Sometimes I wonder, like. Who you are? As a, as a, <laughs> yeah. Because your taste can be so is is strangely wild from one end of the spectrum to another. Well, I'm going to keep it going with the next one in a minute. So. I'm going to say one for this one. I'm familiar with. I think I've tried reading the book, the first book, and I'm very familiar with all of the songs of the show. So my wife loves it, so she will definitely be watching this, probably without me. I never knew you would be yeah, shy. I, I didn't know you were a. Th- it's not even a thespian. It's like a like a musical theatre freak. Yeah. Did you love Glee? Did I love Glee? Mate. Yes. Fucking hell. Where is this all coming from? <laughs> this is <laughs> You have to understand that the guy that defended Rebel Moon to the death <laughs> is then also defending Wicked. I don't think anyone else out there is doing that. <laughs> I think anyone else is. But yeah, that's, that's two different groups right there. 
Just straight into it. My next five on height. Moana two. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, five. <laughs> oh well, actually, I do four because sometimes Disney fucks it with sequels. Yeah, I'm. I'm only looking forward to it because I want to see what because Moana is, is incredible. Yeah, it's good. Obviously, they didn't live up to it with. Frozen 2? See, that's... I think Frozen 2 is better. I've, I've, I've not seen it because I keep getting put off with it. People go, eh, it's just not. I'm like, oh, no, God. don't listen to that. Frozen 2 is better. Is it? Frozen 2. Frozen 1 is like a Disney film with some good songs. Frozen 2 is a musical. It is, yeah. it is, it is more like a stage show. Okay. If you like that stuff, Frozen 2 is better. Tell you no, what Moana we're looking forward to is the proposed live action Moana Ooh. with The Rock. Ooh. Oh, leave it alone. Leave it alone. I mean, I do like some of the live action ones. Like, I actually, I actually quite like the live action Aladdin. I thought Will Smith yeah, I did thought, that I quite thought, well. I thought he was really good. And and like and like the live action Beauty and the Beast, like yeah, yeah, I was like thirty years old, like forty yeah, years old. Like, yeah. li- give it yeah. some time. Don't be like, oh, also, a couple of years ago, who the fuck thought live action Jungle Book and Lion King? It's not live action. That's different yeah. kind of animation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's mental. Just doing the same thing. Yeah, anyway. mental. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. next. What's next? next? Uh, Inside Out 2, I think it's just the same trailer that they've shown off before. Inside Out's an amazing film. It's an amazing I'm very film. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm Again, a, I'm a strong four on that one. Yeah. Is it going to be as good though? I don't know. I think. I think. So I'm, I'm, is... I'm sitting at a three for now. Uh, next was Kung Fu Fan. Kung Fu. Kung Fu Panda. I went to that. I'm a five for Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda four. No. I just uh, meh. If if anything, I don't think three was any good, was no, it? No, I, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. This is a one. It's, it's just, just no. Yeah. One that I am looking forward to is Monkey Man. Yeah, this I looks think this looks brilliant. Looks sick. Yes. So this is Dev Patel, Dev Patel's directorial debut. Mm. It's being dubbed as John Wick in Mumbai. Yeah, <laughs> looks amazing. And it is. It's, it's inspired by some, by the legend of Hanuman. I think it, it does think look it, amazing. It looks amazing. It does look great. Uh, and I'm really, really looking forward to that one. That's a strong four for me. That's a, yeah, a, a strong four on that one. So he's probably done this, the story and the screenplay in this <laughs> film as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I might even be a five for this one. Oh, well, uh, we'll four. Next on the list was One Love. Not bothered. Um, yeah, yeah. Not bothered by this. Yeah. Bob Marley biopic. I like I like Bob Marley, but I've, I've not desired to see a biopic of it. No, I've no interest. An absolute five. Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah, this five. looks fucking brilliant. Five. This okay. is obviously Deadpool's not, not a fan of Deadpool. This is obviously Deadpool's first one. It was debut okay, in the, bit, into not only with Disney but also the MCU. So by proxy, it's the X Men's debut in the MCU. But this is Disney's first yeah. R-rated Marvel film. So, okay. but from what from what is shown in the trailer, I've got no reason to think this is not going to be good. It's mm. always showing the same kind of humor and from that you're getting from the what original I, two and what i am hoping is if it is good hopefully disney starts seeing that they can take some risks again because that's the problem yeah all the marvel so they're sense. all they, they seem no they're risk. all very formulaic aren't they yeah i mean within the first 20 seconds of this one i think you've got brian reynolds mentioning pegging so <laughs> i mean i think it goes to show you the level this is this film's going to go to so so we got anything else, or did you end on the high? No, we're ending on the high with yeah. like Ryan Reynolds and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Deadpool and Wolverine. So yeah, basically, a lot of good stuff coming up in 2024. Some we'll recast, some we'll talk about. Some, some, we might even some we're, more, we're more probably going to review. Yeah. I imagine we might even all get together and go watch them in the cinema together. Ooh. And then review them, why not? Well, on that note, Jim, you want to wrap things up? Yeah, well, thank you for listening. As, as we say, if you want to get in touch with us, you can contact us on... Twitter or X at Casserole Pod or via the email 
casserolepod at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or YouTube, just wherever you're getting your podcast from. Until then, it's bye from me. Bye from me. And it's bye from me. Bye bye. Movie Castor Roll.